Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. With your host, Philip Randazzo. And I, yep, yes, we are live. What is happening? Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo. It's Monday, and most of you, if not all of you, know what that means. We have an exclusive, freaking awesome thought leader, someone who's doing high-level shit coming to you today. And today's guest is, is a really awesome dude. I'm super pumped to bring you guys today's episode I'm actually just going to hop right into his bio. So today we are speaking with Ron Sang. And guys, Ron works with experts to deliver powerful presentations. He's got a new book. It's called From Presentation to Standing Ovation, 15 Actionable Ideas to Achieve Massive Influence. And so real quick, I mean, we all know how business owners pitch on the TV show Shark Tank, right? For those of us who, for those of us who watch that show, we understand what business owners do in terms of pitching to the sharks, trying to get them to invest in their ideas. Well, Ron is a former stock analyst and CEOs and CFOs would pitch to him. So if you can understand being on the opposite side of that, Ron has evaluated thousands of these presentations. He knows what it takes to deliver unforgettable messages, and Iran has mentored experts at some of the world's largest banks, manufacturing companies, government agencies, so they can present with power. Ron is someone who eats his own cooking. He is really a powerful, powerful speaker. I met Ron at the Archangel Academy, which was one of the conferences that I was invited to go to in L.A., and they had this portion of the, the conference. It was a two-day conference where people could get up and give what they called 126 talks. And 126 talks are literally, that's the amount of seconds that you are allowed to speak. So you have two minutes and six seconds to give a talk. And I mean, that is a short time frame to convey an idea, a message, something that you want people to take away from. And when I heard Ron give his talk, I was blown away. I knew this dude had to be on the podcast, and so I'm super pumped to bring you guys my conversation with Mr. Ron Sang. Please enjoy. You are listening to the Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Fuel 101. Now, guys, if you're looking for a book that's going to help give you a framework to succeed, to reach your goals, to accomplish those things you've always wanted to accomplish, to take that leap of faith, maybe get you out of your comfort zone a little bit, you know, you might be a person that isn't quite sold on personal development books, self-help books, maybe you're a young person who doesn't feel like the books relate to you, you could be any age, Rocket Fuel 101 is a six-step process that's going to propel you towards your goals and stop you from drifting through life. This is one of those books that's going to provide you with a framework. This six-step process is going to help you figure out your passions, pick a trajectory, you know, launch your mission, go ahead, set those goals, go 100% at it. You're going to bring people along with you. You're going to find a mastermind network. There's so many things that this book is going to give you. You do not want to miss out 
on getting a copy for yourself. And in sponsoring the show, Rocket Fuel 101 is going to give you 15% off any and all purchases of books, whether it be the hard copy or ebook. All you have to do is go to the Rocket Fuel 101 numbers, Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. Again, that's the Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. And when you're at the checkout, type in the promo code podcast. That's promo code podcast. You are going to receive 15% off your purchase. And this is something, it's not a one-time deal. You will get this no matter how many purchases you make. All right. So here's what I want you guys to do in this order. Go to the Rocket Fuel 101 book.com. Get yourself, your friends, your family, whoever you want, get them a copy of the book, enter promo code podcast, and start reading. You guys don't want to miss out on this. All right, what's going on? Yield Mastermind Talks podcast. This is your host, Philip Randazzo, and it is Monday. We've got another exclusive interview, and I am here today with Mr. Ron Sang. Ron, what's going on? Hey, Ron. Oh, hey, Philip. This is so bad. I got your name totally wrong. Philip, this is Ron. I'm so excited to be here. Fantastic. I'm excited to dive in. So for those of you guys listening, Ron and I met at an event called Archangel Academy. Super high-level event. A bunch of entrepreneurs and and thought leaders and and people that are doing really high-level things, all gathering around together and making a huge impact. And I knew after meeting Ron that I had to have him on the show. I'm super glad we got you on. So, Ron, really, uh, just to shed some light for myself and for my audience, if you wouldn't mind just kind of taking us through your story, what what made Ron uh, Ron today? There are so many things that made me who I am today. But when I think back to the very, very beginning, a speaker saved my life. And that's the story, that's the story that I shared at Archangel. I was born – I was – Born in Toronto, and I was Canada's first known survivor of a rare disease called Kawasaki disease. I was saved because a doctor who was attending with my parents, the doctor happened to attend a medical conference and learned about this rare pediatric disorder. And that information was passed down through a medical conference to my doctor, and it saved my life. So literally a speaker at a medical conference shared his knowledge, and that knowledge saved my life. That's fantastic. And so obviously that plays a huge part into you uh, being a speaker today and helping people with speaking. So, you know, at what point in your life did you realize that speaking was something you wanted to do? It's funny because despite the story of a speaker saving my life, I grew up really shy. I was an introvert. I like to keep to myself. And there was a time in my life when my voice was so deep and I was such a strong mumbler that even my parents couldn't understand me. <laughs> so it was really from that pain and that frustration that I, I vowed to become a serious student of speaking and learn to really speak in a way that people could understand me. Yeah. And so who were some of your early teachers in terms of speaking? Who did you look to and, and who were your mentors to help you get your speaking on point? You know, what's funny is that I tried to learn from radio announcers hmm. and TV broadcast journalists. And there was a time when I swung the other extreme from being a, a mumbler that nobody could hear to being this DJ voice, this guy with a loud DJ voice. <laughs> 
And it was it was all part of the journey, I suppose, going from one extreme to the other, trying out different things and trying to see what fit. What really did help me a lot was joining Toastmasters and practicing my skills in a safe environment. And from Toastmasters, I was exposed to the world of executive communication coaching. I studied um, people like uh, Toastmasters and world champions of public speaking, guys like Darren LaCroix, Craig Valentine, David Brooks. and it, it, it was a real eye-opener. I learned how to express my thoughts more powerfully, and that's helped me a lot. And from Toastmasters and the exposure to uh, executive communication, I was then given the opportunity to train people at a bank, train future leaders at a large, uh, one of the, large, the world's largest banks. And that really exposed me to how much I love training, how much I love helping people develop their own speaking skills. I ran a full day presentation skills training session and it's led to what I'm doing now. That's an awesome story. And so what was that first experience like when you were doing the training at the bank? I mean, I know for me, um, and it's funny that we met when we did because I just had my first, you know, quote unquote speaking gig where I was giving a keynote in a workshop and I was absolutely a nervous wreck before I went out um, so what was your first experience like? Were you, you know, were you confident right off the bat? Were you nervous? What did that look like for you? You know what? Whenever you're starting something for the first time, whenever you're trying out a new skill, whenever you're speaking to a new audience, it can be terrifying because you're stepping outside your comfort zone. So I was terrified every time, even when I was speaking at Archangel, I was terrified. You said that you enjoyed my talk, but it was my first time speaking in such a short period of time. So for your listeners, we only had two minutes. Our, we, our microphones would get cut off at two minutes. So I had to make sure that I expressed my message powerfully in two minutes. But the, the learning lesson is that even though I was scared, even though throughout much of my life I was scared of speaking or I was over-exaggerating how I sounded, I didn't come across clearly, I, I got better. So the, the lesson for those of you listening at home is that no matter where you are, you can get better. You can improve. Yeah, and that's a great message because I think a, a lot of people struggle with that fear of speaking in crowds or speaking in general. They don't have the confidence. They don't feel that they can convey their message in a succinct way. And so I think that's a fantastic message. And I'm going to backtrack here a little bit, Ron. So I've been doing a little research on you. And before you were in this this area – you had some experience on Canada's Wall Street. You were, you were a former stock analyst. So if you wouldn't mind just speaking to that, what was that whole experience like and how did that kind of feed into what you're doing today? That's right, Philip. So I spent, I spent close to 20 years on Canada's Wall Street. In Canada, we call it Bay Street. And I'll, I'll, really, being a stock analyst was a dream job. It was absolutely a dream job. I had the opportunity to hear pitches from CEOs and CFOs like business owners pitch on the TV shows Shark Tank and Dragon's Den. And I got the chance to really evaluate these presentations, thousands of these CEO and CFO presentations. So I got a great opportunity to understand what it takes to deliver a powerful message, an unforgettable message. But ultimately, I came to find that I wasn't as fulfilled as I thought I would be. I felt like I was meant for something different. And it came back to, it all comes back to that story of a speaker saved my life. A speaker saved my life. Is there a higher purpose for me? 
I, I liked, I discovered that I liked helping people. I liked helping people grow in their communication. I liked helping people deliver captivating keynotes and kicking ass from the stage. Is that something that I could do and make a living at? And yeah. that was really what drove me. Yeah, and and you're obviously doing a fantastic job. And like Ron alluded to, I'm speaking for the audience. You know, when he gave his 126 talk, as they were called, it's for 126 seconds to go share his message. I mean, it looked like Ron had been practicing this thing forever. I mean, he was to the point, got his message across in such a clear way. And I mean, it was one of the the best 126 talks that we had. And I mean, there were quite a few of them, and there was a lot of professional speakers and speaker coaches there. So for Ron to be one of the the elite of that caliber of a group is really saying something. And so one of the ways, Ron, that you're looking to help people is through your new book, which is titled From Presentation to Standing Ovation. So if you could just kind of enlighten myself and the audience on what your what your message is in the book and what you're trying to do with it. Thanks so much, Phil. And it's great to hear that you appreciated my talk. If we can find a way to make it available, well, I'll, I'll let you know. Maybe we'll put it in the show notes or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was I was going to say that. I don't know if, if they're allowing us to have that or, or what the deal is with Archangel. But definitely, guys, for those of you listening, if we get access to it, I'll definitely link to it in the show notes. Thanks so much. And in terms of the book, it's called From Presentation to Standing Ovation, 15 Actionable Ideas to Achieve Massive Influence. The book is broken up into three parts. One is based on confidence. Uh, the first part is building unstoppable confidence. And the second part is to build unbreakable connections. Or um, the third part is to build unbreakable connections. And the, and the second part is to develop a message that no one will forget. Absolutely unforgettable messages. And these are the three components, I think, of delivering a presentation that goes just from a standard presentation to something that gets you a standing ovation. It's really important to have the confidence down pat, to really own your message, to really have that unstoppable confidence in your message, in the value that you're delivering, and also in the message that will resonate with the audience, that will connect with the audience. And then secondly, it's really important to have a message that the audience can understand and connect with. Because if the audience is, if you can't clearly articulate a key takeaway message for your audience, then your audience won't be able to remember anything that you say. They'll wonder, what's the point? So you have to make sure that before you begin your presentation, before you begin your talk, you know in advance what you want your audience to remember. It's what I call a speaking GPS. And then lastly, you have to engage with your audience. You have to be fully present, and you have to really captivate your audience with questions or engage them with your body language, with your voice. You really have to be fully present. And these are the three components that I think are, are really articulated in the book and I think will help anybody in their, in, when, when they speak, whether they're giving interviews, when they're conducting a job interview, or whether they're an entrepreneur and they're giving a sales presentation or an investor pitch. You have to have that confidence. You have to have the unforgettable messages, and you have to have that engagement. Yeah, and I was just going to say, I had the opportunity, Ron has sent me the book, I had the opportunity to look it over, and I was going to say, this book is for more than just people who want to speak on a stage. I mean, in any uh, arena that you're going to be speaking to people, this book has really valuable tips that people can utilize on a daily basis. And so, Ron, I want to ask you, what what do you think is the one or two things 
that people struggle with the most in terms of speaking? Where do where do people that or where have you found that the majority of people really struggle with in terms of speaking? You know what, Philip? I think it depends in terms of the struggle that people face with their speaking. It depends on the individual. Everybody has something that could be improved on. And I think that if people understand their unique personality types and their strengths in their personalities and their speaking styles, they can easily find one way to build it up, to offset or to uh, grow and complement that with their opposite speaking personality type. So let me give you an example. If you are a outgoing, really passionate person like an Ellen DeGeneres or a Bono from the rock band U2, then confidence is not an issue. So I know that some of your listeners may not be, um, they, they're, they're not wallflowers, they're not afraid, they're very passionate, they're very emotional, they're very energetic, they're confident. But what can they do to become better speakers? One of the biggest mistakes that emotional, outgoing speakers have is avoiding rambling, making their message clear. So if they think about their opposite speaking personality type, it might be someone who's analytical, someone who thinks more carefully before they speak. So what lessons can be learned from your opposite speaking personality type? It might be to structure your thoughts, to really articulate your key takeaway message or your supporting evidence before you give your talk. On the other hand, if you're, if you're an analytical person and you think very carefully, you may need the opposite. You may need to learn how to be a bit more confident, maybe have a little bit more showmanship or be a little bit more engaging. And so I think one of the biggest speaking mistakes is not knowing who you are and not taking the necessary steps to help supplement uh, some of your growth areas. That is a great point. I, ha I have yet to hear that. And that makes total sense just to embrace the opposite because you're right. I'm, I'm a person who doesn't struggle with confidence, but it, you, you basically described me spot on. There's times where I can begin to ramble. And it was, it wasn't until I, I was preparing actually a couple days before my first speaking gig that I just had. My buddy is the exact opposite. He's a very strategic, I mean, he's an engineer, so he's very strategic and he's very, you know, plan oriented. And so going through the process with him really helped me. And I'd had no idea of this concept, but I, that makes total sense to me. And I, I can see why that would be super beneficial. And so Ron, let me ask you, what were some of the things when you first started going at speaking, what were some of the things that, that you found that you struggled with and, and how did you, you learn to, to embrace it and then, and go ahead and execute? Wow. That's a good question. I, I think one of the biggest things that I learned as I've been speaking, one of the biggest things I've learned is to embrace showmanship. Now, the, the thing is, is that some of the feedback I received early on is that you have to be yourself. You have to be the same person on the stage that you are off the stage, just sitting in the, in the chairs with the rest of the audience. If the audience member sees you off the stage, they should be able to recognize you as being the same person on the stage. But I, I've come to believe now that there's actually great benefit to adding some showmanship to being a little larger, especially when you're speaking to larger groups. And that's something I've learned from rock bands like U2, watching musicians. They, they're just larger than life, and they're putting on a tremendous show. The music, the engagement with their listeners is a bit different when they perform in stadiums as opposed to intimate venues, but they just bring more to it. And that's something that I've learned, and I think that 
um, any of your listeners can apply, whether they're giving interviews for jobs or whether they're giving sales presentations. It's to understand their, their audience and their environment and to plan in advance. If, if you know that as a, as a musician, you're playing, you're playing in a stadium, then plan accordingly. Plan a big show with your special effects, your screens, uh, any kind of audience interaction, that kind of thing. And if you're a speaker and you're speaking on a large stage, you're speaking to a thousand people, then what can you do to be bigger, whether it's the clothes you wear, the colors you choose, or how you move, your deliberate movements, or what can you do to project your voice just a little bit more? How can you crank up your excitement just by 10% to become a little bigger and give people their money's worth, make it worth their time? Yeah, that's that's great advice. So uh, for all you listeners, as you guys can tell, Ron is someone who knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. And his book is an awesome, awesome resource. And I can't wait for it to become available to all of you so you guys can check it out. Ron, where can people find out more about the book right now? And, and where can they ultimately get a hold of a copy once uh, once the book does launch? Thanks, Philip. Uh, from presentation, a standing ovation is going to be on Amazon.com. And uh, it will be sold as a paperback, an ebook, and as an audiobook. And I recorded the audiobook myself. So if you if you like the sound of my voice, then you might like listening to me for two and a half hours. I, I like that you recorded it yourself. I've I've been recording audiobooks for other people as well, and um and I, I for some reason it turns me off when someone writes a book but they they don't have the time or I don't know what the the reason is they don't record the audio for themselves. Maybe it's because they don't like their own voice. That I guess that could be it. Philip, I like the sound of your voice. So let me know which audiobooks you've recorded, and I'll be sure to check them out. <laughs> I appreciate that, Ron. And so, real quick, um, what is the launch date for the book? March thirty first. Thursday, March 31st. Fantastic. All right, guys, you guys heard it from Ron himself. Go ahead and pick yourself up a copy. Ron, really quick, before we get into the rapid-fire portion of the show, what's what's the one next big thing you're working on? I know this book is a, is a huge deal for you. It's your first book launch, but what is the, the next one thing that you're really excited about right now? Well, Phil, I'm really excited about community engagement. So I'm really excited about this Facebook group that I started called Ovation Nation. And your listeners are welcome to come check it out. It's a great place for them to start a seven-day presentation challenge. If they're looking for tips to help them with their next keynote or the next interview or the next big presentation in general, start with the Ovation Nation Facebook group. And you'll find accountability partners. You'll find new tips from me on video, uh, on blogs. And just uh, you'll, you'll find me in there building this community and encouraging people in this free private Facebook group, Ovation Nation. Those are all things that we at the Yield Mastermind Group believe super strongly in. And so I'm sure that my audience knows the power of, of all those things that you hit on, like accountability and, and having the content and blogs and all that stuff. I'm sure that a ton of my listeners are going to go check that out. Ron, thank you so much for sharing. So let's get into the rapid fire portion. Are you ready? I am. Let's bring it on. All right. So, Ron, when you think of success, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? So when I think of success, the first person that comes to mind is Warren Buffett. And uh, for those of you who don't know, he's one of the, the richest men in the world, one of the three richest people in the world. And in 2007, I actually had the opportunity to meet Warren Buffett as part of a grad school class trip. And I'll always remember one of the questions that was asked. 
what was your best investment? You know what he said? I he do said, not. Your, he said, my best investment was investing in myself, mm. especially investing in my communication skills. Because Warren Buffett started off his life as a complete nerd, a real introvert, shy guy. Even when he went on dates, he would only talk about stocks and puzzles. <laughs> you can imagine. So obviously those girls who didn't want to date him because he only talked about stocks and, and, and puzzles are probably kicking themselves now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but the point is, is that he had these great ideas in his head, but he just couldn't express them. And that's why communication is so important. It's not just because it's not just the reason why I'm alive, because doctors communicated uh, a medical diagnosis and shared their knowledge with other people. But it's also important for anybody who's got great ideas in their head. If they want to make an impact on the world, if they want to do more than what they're already doing, they have to be able to speak to other people. Whether you're speaking to one person or you're speaking to a thousand people, all speaking is public speaking. So Warren Buffett became successful in his business because he could, he could convey his ideas better, because he could actually convince people of his investment ideas, of his business ideas. And Experiences that fill a football stadium in, um, in, 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 in Omaha and uh, in his annual general meetings. So not only is Warren Buffett a financially successful person, he's also someone who's really shown me the power of personal development. And he gives back as well to the community. He's, he's giving back his money in the form of philanthropy. So he's a real, he's a real role model for me in terms of success. Warren Those Buffett. Are- yeah, those are all qualities that I think every single role model needs to have. And so thanks for sharing. And Ron, what is the one book besides besides your upcoming book that you recommend or gift the most to people? Besides from presentation to standing ovation, I really love the book by Jack Canfield, who is the co-author of the All the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. And it's a book with 67 different principles on how to lead a successful life. And it's great for people of all ages, whether for for your young listeners or for some of your older listeners. It breaks down the fundamentals of success, how to transform yourself, how to build a team of people who've got your back, how to create great relationships and relationships with money as well. So this is the real deal. It's a big book, 67 principles. But if you can even read some of the book, read a portion of the book, I think you'll be a better person. Yep, it's a fantastic book. And for those of you guys who've already read it and enjoy that, Jack Canfield has actually written some praise for Ron's upcoming book, From Presentation to Standing Ovation. So, I mean, if a guy of that caliber is enjoying the book, we we know that you are going to enjoy it as well. Make sure and go pick up a copy. Ron, what other podcast or online resource uh, besides this one here do you recommend to people or do you listen to yourself? All right, Philip, I really love Jason Gaynor's podcast, Mastermind Talks podcast. He's a fountain of knowledge for entrepreneurs at all levels, very inspiring, and he walks the walk and he talks the talk and he shares what he's learned, he shares his observations, and he shares some great tips and lessons from the people he's had at his high-end Mastermind conference, Mastermind Talks. So Mastermind Talks podcast is a great one, and I'm also a huge fan of uh, Amir Rossick's YouTube channel. 
So both Jason and Amir are good friends of mine, and Amir Rosick is an entrepreneur, and he's got really inspiring videos. They're really kick-ass, grab-you-by-the-crotch kind of video, grab-you-by-the-balls kind of video. He's a balls-to-the-wall kind of um, a speaker, so engaging, so passionate, but he's full of knowledge. So he's got that energy, he's got that passion, but he backs it up with just sheer knowledge. He's read so much, he's met so many really brilliant minds, and he dispenses his wisdom in such bite-sized, easily understandable messages. I really recommend his YouTube channel as well. Awesome. I'll be linking to all those in the show notes for those of you guys listening and are interested. So, Ron, if you had to pick one part of your daily routine to do for the rest of your life, if you couldn't do any other parts of your routine, what would that one part be and why? Well, first of all, getting up. If I don't get up in the morning, then it's, <laughs> it's a bad day. Getting up in the morning and um, just doing something is a great part of a, of a first day. But also setting a plan for the morning and for the evening. So having an AM plan and having a PM plan and figuring out what's the most important priority, uh, whether it's doing nothing or whether it's doing something to achieve my goals, then I, I have to start with a, a, a morning and an evening or afternoon plan. Fantastic. All right. So, Ron, where can people find out more about you specifically and what you're up to? All right. People can visit my website at rhsang.com. They can find out a little bit more about the book and get a free preview at rhsang.com slash book. They can find me on Ovation Nation as well. Um, that's j.mp slash Ovation Nation. That's the letter j.mp slash Ovation Nation. Fantastic. All right, so Ron, we always end the show with our guests sharing one of their favorite quotes. So what is your favorite quote that you'd like to share today? I love this quote from Bruce Lee. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Willing is not enough. We must do. Fantastic. I mean, if there's anyone who has sage advice, it's Bruce Lee. Fantastic quote to end the show with. Ron, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom today. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much, Philip. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to be on here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. All right, guys, that is it for today. We will see you next week.